Welcome back to Growth Support. My name is Neil, and we're back to the new year to kick things off, talking about all things customer support, professional development, and so much more. To kick things off, Andrew Rios, founder of Rios Management, has returned. The last time we talked about making support reports that people will love to read, and this time we're turning strategy into action. Let's get into it. Welcome back, Rios. It's a pleasure to have you back. You've been on the show once before, and, and we've chatted uh, last time we talked about making your support reports something that people will love and making them actionable. We did a big introduction. We talked about tacos last time and everything. Uh, but I'm curious for those who didn't watch that or haven't seen it, why don't you introduce yourself? Let them know who you are. Yeah, hey, um, Andrew Rios. Um, people start calling me Rios right away. Uh, life, lifelong learner, lifelong customer support employee, worker, team member, uh, lucky enough to play all these positions. Uh, refer to myself as Coach Rios during the week when I'm coaching the youth supports in football league. And I live down here in uh, Southern California with my two kids, my wife, and I have a passion and a mission to make today's support leaders uh, more efficient and effective faster than, than I was and some of the other leaders out there today. So thank you for having me. Nice. Ah, pleasure to have you back as well. It's, it's always great talking to you. Uh, oh, and today... Today, we really wanted to dive into, yeah, going from, you know, it's the new year. Everybody's made strategies. We've gone through creating our big plans. Uh, how do we make them actionable and how do we follow through on those and make sure that they happen? Uh, yeah. So we can uh, we can dive right in if you want. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think um, what I always like to say is uh, start, start this conversation with plan your work, work your plan, work backwards. Right when you're planning it, work backwards. So one example I was thinking about was, you know, around this time of year, uh, in the previous chapter, one of our specific objectives for the first quarter of the year on the technical services team was to uh, elevate our support report because we were bringing in and supporting two additional business units that were outside of the line of business we we're currently supporting. But so what did that mean? We need to be able to to start reporting on the work we were doing for those units and those customers and those clients, similar to the ones we did today. But we have to work backwards. So what do we? What changes do we need to make in our processes? What changes do we need to make in our systems? You know, and I, what I recommend is always asking those questions with the end in mind. Another phrase I like to use is just begin with the end in mind. And then uh, build some high milestones, you know, by, uh, 30 days from now, this is where we need to be. 60 days from now, this is where we need to be. And in order to do that, we need to finish this step first and start systems process and then add the people who are gonna help you on that process and mission. And what I like to say is make it fun, call it a project. One of the things I like to do is give, give objectives like this a project name, project power up, project dairy's term. Those are terms that I've used before, right? Project bug smasher, uh, project ZD 2.0. Right. And then make it fun. Then you get that ownership in there uh, and then document. Right. Then start planning. Right. Start big, then get small. Then what will happen is you'll start to really see is mm, you might need a little bit more time to do that. You might need a little bit more time to do that. And also it, it, you start to then take the personal aspect into it. It's all planning. Right. The heavy work goes into the planning. What about PTOs? What about vacations? What about offsites? Things that are not specific to that project, but are going to impact the timeline. Right. Just start with that, whiteboard it, post it, big milestones, and start divvying up a little bit of tasks. 
and then uh, let the team get in and take ownership of what, what they're going to work on, start that project team, get that project name, and then socialize it, right? Socializing it is, is another way of keeping your team accountable. Because once you tell somebody else that we're going to do something, once you document that we're going to do something, what I always like to say is as support professionals, we have to have that high say do ratio. So we said it, now let's do it. And you know what? We're going to report on it, right? We're going to report on it, whether it's weekly, monthly, uh, to let everybody know how we're doing. Because the one area that is also going to be part of that is external factors from other stakeholders that you need to work with to achieve those goals as well. Someone in product, someone in marketing, someone in development, even if it's just socializing, but there's a probably pretty good chance you need to partner with someone to execute an action item or a task. And it's also to put a bow on the introduction is a great opportunity to partner and bring value to the other business units and stakeholders and win together. Hey, we're doing this and this is because, is, and then you might be able to hear something where, what about? And you might be able to elevate and add a little bit more to it where everybody's now bought in, everybody's going, and here we go. So Nice. I mean, it's like the full plan right there. It's all good. <laughs> I, I'd love to... I'd love to break it down a little bit and start from from what you mentioned, right? Like plan your work and work your plan and start working backwards. One of the things I think we have a lofty goal in mind, how far in advance do you generally start to do that backwards plan? Because we have set, for example, a, uh, this is what we want to accomplish for the year. It's big, it's broad. How are we going to get there? We'll find out. But now we're doing quarterly OKRs as an example. We're breaking it down per quarter. We're going to do this quarter to start working there. Do you plan out every quarter when you're going for something that's a year long? Do you plan out just increments? What's your advice there? You, you want to have a plan, at least quarterly, a big goal, right, to get you to that final goal. Now, will you have the details of Q4, Q3, Q2 today? No. And that's okay, right? Um, I think to building on on that it's about the end looks like x all right cool what do we need 30 days before that 60 days before that all right great because what's going to happen is when you start planning initially for those first 30 60 90 the first quarter you're going to see and develop other action items and like oh that's going to be a good one for we can't do that yet so we need to push that to q2 and that's okay that's the other part of it you're doing all this planning up front that's going to help you then start to set more detailed framework down the road into Q2, Q3, Q4. And then that board will start to fill up. I tell people, just visualize. The first one is all those ideas, the dump, the, the, uh, the tasks. Everything is up. Everything is up for, for not just discussion, but put it on the board, right? That's the triaging section. And then let's just start moving them down. Mm, well, we need to do that before we can, uh, in this case, it was before we can add a professional services, and that's probably not going to show up until Q3 because Q1, we're building the system. Q2, we're going to get good at providing support. So in Q3, we're going to understand and know what the value add of support is. We know we want to answer that, but we're not going to be able to answer that until this happens. And that's where that big session comes into play. That's always my guidance. And then it's just like a board. Just move it around, move it around. Okay, great. Then you take a step and you breathe, right? You're not going to do it all right away. Come back reset and you might say oh but we forgot this oh but you know what i thought about something we're already halfway to to why 
So we might be able to move that. Now look at this. And then what I love about that is that exercise empowers the members of the team and gets everybody even more bought in because they're seeing it. And they're like, yes, I can do that. I want to do that. Right. And then that's how you start to fill out the rest of the year. So too long, don't read, triage it first, start to place it down the board and know that eventually you're going to get there. And it's kind of one of those phrases I tell, I, I like to share with folks, which is, you know, you don't have to build in order. You just have to build forward. So just keep moving forward. Keep putting that next action item out, next one, next one, and, and you'll be fine. Right. It's like a puzzle. Yeah, the, the phrase that I use every single time I'm doing some goal planning, whether that's like personal development, and I think it also applies here, is when we're doing backwards planning for, hey, I want to be here in X in my role or something like this, it's okay. Well, let's make that six-month goal. What do you need to do in four months to reach that six-month goal? What do you need to do in two months to reach that four-month goal? And what do you need to do now to reach that two-month goal, for example, if you're breaking it down? Then you can really say like, okay, today... We're going to get the ball rolling. We're going to get it started. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, and at least then you have the building blocks of some milestone achievements there as well. Um, Absolutely. I'm really curious. Is that is that something when you're planning that triage and you're doing this workshop exercise with your entire team to start really breaking everything down? When is that positioned in your planning? Is that pre the year? Is that okay, we've done our strategy for the year and now we're planning during the quarter. How's it look like for you? Yeah, what I like to do is do as much pre-work as we have to and give the team an opportunity to think and present ideas. So what uh, the previous chapter, what would happen is, um, and this is this is me, I like to take a, an approach of, uh, let's make something happen, let's go. So if I know that the new year planning is gonna start in the business, because my leader has told me that, hey, we're gonna start talking about it in uh, after the uh, end of November, beginning of December, and we wanna lock the goal in, uh, and I'm gonna be on the, on the uh, by the first week of January when we come back, we wanna be solidified. So I'm kind of having that vibe and understanding. So what I like to do is, is get the team thinking a little earlier. So it would be early November, I would share with the team, hey, it's that time of the year again. Let's let's look back, right? That's one part of it, looking back at how well we've done, areas of improvement, measuring ourselves for the year. And then what do we want? What's next? So I like to throw that question out. What's next? Let them brainstorm and then start putting specific action items because I don't want to create new meetings for something. So it would be like, hey, in our next team meeting, we're going to carve out 15 minutes in the agenda so folks can bring them to the table and let's use this Trello board or let's use this Google Doc ahead of time so you can put them there like as much as possible right and then uh when it's time to lock in with the business and my leaders from the support area the revenue area and i have to commit my uh my one objective for the quarter or the year however the business is strategy i like to come ready and say you know what the business strategically the business is bringing on two business units to build on the same example our objective this year right last year was hiring last year was building it was now it's going to be innovating and bringing in uh the two business units so we can report on them that means we have these three goals because it involves now training it involves bringing in a new way of doing service now this is what i see coming the rest of the year right by the second half of the year i want to be able to come back to the business and say this is what we can sell as a value-added service or in this case there was no scope of support for those business units and the customers 
So we're going to come back with what the actual scope of support is, what they get when they buy our product versus what's out of scope. That was part of like the process. And, and that's how we work through it, right? I like to just be ready and get there. So the earlier, the better, and just be ahead of the business, especially on the support side, because it's a little bit, I like to say easier compared to a marketing team setting an objective, a sales team setting their objectives for the years. Ours are very tied to real work that's happening and what we can do to support the business strategically. So I'm, I'm curious about that because you say stay ahead of the business. I, for example, uh, I also just went through this entire year planning exercise, everything with the business. A lot of my strategy relies on what's happening in the other departments because, hey, we're doing a full product rollout. This is, you know, we're going to be launching our own new technology this year. And then my strategy is being able to support that and being a bit more reactive on that, right? So I need to wait a little bit to see theirs all finalized so that I can adjust and plan mine. Of course, we have our own uh, goals from support that we can definitely stay ahead of. Uh, how much of that are you waiting until you know, ours is really tied to the work and supporting the business? How much do you wait until their uh, business is finalized versus, hey, we want to stay ahead of it. We want to get We want to get things rolling. Yeah, no, yeah, great, great question. Great question. Um, I, if I had to say it's like 75%, you want to leave room, right? Because we're not our own island either. We want to make sure that the business knows that we're there to support them. That's where listening to what's happening. And you said some things there, right? We know we're launching a new product. We know we're going through a technology shift. So it goes back to answering that question that I have support leaders answer all the time. What does that mean to us? And what does that mean to us, meaning uh, our team, our processes, how we do things, and our and the way that we provide service to our clients, customers, or partners, right? That's where we as support leaders can stay ahead by always answering those questions. And if we can't answer it, then we go back to the leader of the business and say, hey, um, I, I, this is what I'm thinking when it comes to a goal and supporting this new product launch or this go-to-market change. I know you guys are still determining if we're going to go with this size product versus this size product or if it's this uh, persona versus this persona. Here's my idea for the two. Ref, what do you think? He or she, they, great, sounds good, or you're way off. So that's what I recommend. Socialize it, ask it early, stay, think about it, but don't dwell on it. That's the other thing. I Don't dwell on it. Control what you can. Focus on that, but be ready. And I always say, I use this phrase too, and, and I think that I feel this a lot from you in our conversations. It's we got to be ready to absorb change, and that's okay. That's our world. So just be ready. That's why I say 75%. I love that. So checklist when you're going through some things really quick, just to make sure I got it. One, how does it affect our team in the way that we work? What does it mean for them? What does it mean for our processes and the, the how the work is done? And two, how do we support our customers? Uh, and really going through those three every single time you get this kind of reaction, big part of the business says, hey, we're going to be doing this. Just go down it and you can start to really plan that 75% on your own and stay a bit more in that fluid area that we most often live. <laughs> and you know me, this is going to be a great shameless plug for one of my, I love the phrases. It's always about what are the facts? What do they mean? What are we going to do about it? So the facts is just drilling into those questions. And then, you know, and that's where the 75% comes in. All right, I got 75, I'm good. Let me suggest, because we're confident in our business, right? We know we're asking our team, we're listening to them, so. Nice. And, okay, we've made a strategy. We've planned our 75%. We've gotten the rest of it the way with the business. 
Now, we've done the big timeline planning and triage uh, workshop with the team. We know what we're going to do. I've seen so many times that we have an entire, for example, we use the OKR methodology. We've done all our OKRs, and then for some reason, maybe a couple weeks down the line, month down the line, it starts to just fall off. We had a big push for it. And now, hey, uh, what happened to our OKRs? Are we following up on them? What's going on? What would be your advice for somebody to avoid that throughout the year to really, really keep that ball rolling? Absolutely. Project team. So I'm going to kind of go. I'm going to try to go in a nice order here because this is a very passionate area of mine because I call it the communication compass. This is where you as a leader use your leadership communication compass for project communications objectives. That's where it falls. So let's dive right into that. Um, Project team, I would expect the project leader, the program manager, whoever's leading the project to have a uh, established meeting cadence, whatever that looks like for the project, right? Because we planned it. Now we got to say, when are we going to talk? When are we going to um, come together for status updates? Exactly that. So that's one area, right? Two, me as the leader in my staff meeting. I am sure that there will be someone, if not all of my leaders in there, that are part of that project or have someone part of the project for that goal that I would expect red, green, yellow. That's another area where we stay on track, right? Okay. Then um, your support report will also highlight what you're working on. That's the other area. So, right? Shameless plug. Um, then, right? And then we, you see how I'm working this, right? You're kind of talking to everyone. Then in your, whatever your all team meeting is for support, right? Whether that's bi-weekly, monthly, whether you have, I used to have like a 30 minute fun Friday meeting with the whole team, join if you can. That's another area to remind folks, right? Status, celebrate, uh, maybe even say, hey, next week we're gonna be focusing in, on, on sprint two of project power up, right? So you've already got those four now, right? Five different areas actually where you cannot fall off track. Now, life happens, things happen, right? But that's where that project team comes back into play. And what I always say this is, however the project is documented, whether it's a wiki page in Confluence, whether it's a Trello board, whether it's a Google file, whether it's a Word doc, like whatever it is, there needs to be a status on that. Hence back to the project team. Right. So you just create, you use your communication compass to slide in. Like, this is how we communicate a project and an objective. Right. You're not creating a new way to communicate it. You're just using the established way you communicate anything. And that's just part of the compass. We've, we've chatted on this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I think it goes really back to just really keeping it top of mind. So many people, would you say, life happens, things get busy, fires come up, uh, you're really, really working on a lot of things. You can get in the mess of it. You go into the weeds uh, a lot of the times, but really keep it like being very purposeful in making sure that we're keeping it top of mind is like, hey, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. One initiative that I've seen also people do is create like uh, I, I refer back to OKRs because that's what that's what I personally use. I know there are some people are using OGSM and, and other types of uh, methodologies as well. Uh, but we have, uh, for example, OKR's champion, somebody who is purposely to guide that uh, process. Have you done that in the past? And what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, at a re retail e-commerce company, you know, I was the VP of, that's exactly how we did it. There was a champion for each OKR. There were five for the year. 
Um, we actually had the, an OKR coach come in, right? Because it was a startup just getting going in that. And and what I say, you were mentioning different ways of doing it. Know your culture, know your area, know what's going to work best. Do something though. Hold your whole self accountable. Absolutely. Um, so done that, and 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 that's it. Kind of goes back to that. When you know your area, your team, how they communicate, how they get motivated, external stakeholders, everyone, then you'll know what kind of framework to put on. Okay, we're going to use this kind, right? And then eventually, what I like to recommend to support leaders is then you can get creative because you've kind of worked the different ones before. Now you can say, well, you know, we're going to take a little bit of OKR, OGR, and then we're going to put maybe because uh, for career development, a leader over it that's looking to expand you know, their skill set and their responsibility. So there's always opportunities for those career growth too, especially when you're working on stuff that we're talking about today, which is working on the business and not working in the business. I know, that was one of the great opportunities for me early on when I was an individual contributor. I took that leap of being the OKRs champion for our department. And it was a great opportunity to be a peer leader uh, in that aspect as well. Uh, because you do get you know that project management side of things leading the team driving them through it and, and what you say working on the business as well absolutely and you know there's one other thing that you know and and uh, you meant you talked about like you know, how do you, how do you continue to motivate people get them going not lose sight of that goal right besides the communicating and it's another kind of one of those roles that i like to that i like to recommend us, us support leaders be is we got to be creative team builders so when i talked about that project team and this is stuff i've done 20 years and i recommend it sometimes out of my own pocket sometimes budget from the company right uh project t-shirts simple thing we have a project name so we had one called project ripway right and it was we had a, a someone's friend on the team designed the sticker designed the logo we got marketing's approved blessing to use it then we went to vista print and ordered 20 t-shirts with the logo on it you know, said turn tie, project whip wave, you know, technical services had the logo and the project team had that, right? And they would wait. And that's that's it's swag, right? It's swag. People love that stuff, but it also gets you all the way in. And then at the end, right? Stickers, right? It's one of the easiest things. At the end, everyone in the company got a sticker, not just the project team, because then I went out that's how you socialize and market that. So then those stickers I know today are on people's laptops around people's desks all over the world, right? They're on mine right now. And and that's how, right? That's how you create that. Then it becomes a story, you know, for those people that were part of it. So it's, and I, this is the impact of it. And this is the whole, this is how you do it, right? People, systems, processes, make it fun. If anything about me, you know, that I like to try to make as much of our work as fun as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it. Yeah, I mean, it helps people get engaged. Right? It helps people really drive it forward. I mean, I have some T-shirts to make now. So, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. I, I I love it. So, so do you have a methodology that they've used? I mean, you you talked about being creative about it, really focusing on backwards planning. Is there something that you found that really works for you, uh, that maybe could work for somebody else? Yeah, you know, I guess. And it's going to almost sound like, really, Andrew, again? But it's this. What are the facts? Whatever's coming to me, what are the facts and what do they mean? Really understanding that from whatever the task is, the project is, the ask is. So for planning, right? And what does that mean? Because this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where if you've really done a great job of understanding the facts, clear-headed, thoroughly, all six thinking hats, all views of it, right socialized 
and you start to look at what it means, that's where you're going to either get the red flag. We don't have the people to do this, or I don't have the skill set to do this, or in order to do this, we actually have to do this first. That's what I really recommend there. And then that will help you say, now, what are we going to do about it? I know that sounds very, very, wow, simple. You use that for everything, Andrew, but it's, it's, it works, right? What are the facts, right? And then, then you can go back. If you can't even answer that first one, it saves you time. And I've said this a lot to people. It saves you time because then you can go back to your partner and say, hey, I want to help. This is kind of what I understand, but I'm, I need a little bit more help in understanding this so that I kind of know the impact. I don't know. And I think that's something that I recommend support leaders from my past experience earlier in my career where I tried to fake it before I made it. And, oh, I understand. And then start doing something as a program manager and go, I have no idea what I'm doing. No idea. So now I'm in meetings going and it's, and I learned that. That's why I said, what are the facts? Just what are, take time, take a little bit more time there. And it's okay to ask the question. So. Uh, I think it goes for everything, right? If you if you don't understand something, you definitely want to make sure that you do so that you can get it in the right. I, I, I love what you talk about, you know, making it not so complicated, really keeping it simple, really boiling it down. And I think the same thing goes for when you're planning your strategy and your action earning it throughout the year when you're really moving it forward. So I'm a little bit curious how much planning and action and timeline building is too much. Uh, in terms of process around the planning itself versus just getting out there and getting it done? Yeah, daily. Let's not worry about what's happening daily, right? I mean, the team's going to be working on it, right? Once you set the goals and understand the the, the milestones, the hurdles we want to hit for the next 90. Um, having uh, Working on it daily and uh, continuing to reiterate after you've already planned it, right? So like, hold on, why are we still? That could be a red flag for or they're not bought in yet, or the, maybe we haven't socialized it well enough yet, or maybe there's a little bit of confusion. We have too much. So that that's that's what I say. Um, even weekly, right? If we have a goal already that says in this quarter, this is what we're going to achieve. The team knows exactly what it is. The Trello board's tracking the activities. Everything's looking, you know, green, maybe some yellows here and there, but there's no reds. That's the other way. Red, green, yellow. If we can't answer the item or activity in a red, green, yellow fashion, then we don't have the activity defined clearly enough. We don't have the action defined. Let's go back to that. So that's why that planning at the beginning comes in, right? And I, what I like to say is the person who's owning a specific sprint or a part, an action, part of the plan, I don't need, we don't need their plan, right? We don't need their plan. There's not a plan for a plan for a plan. It's like the plan, the owner, the actions, we trust you, we empower you. You're going to work with people. You have all these areas to socialize it with us with. You don't need to send a report for that report for that report. We trust our support report. We'll get an update from our leaders. And here we go. I said something earlier, too, that's important. I, I, I feel and I see this a lot of folks. Don't set up a new meeting for another meeting for another meeting. That's over planning, right? You have your project meeting and you have your other meetings where you're going to be communicating that stuff. So. I mean, there's uh, always a funny common uh, phrase for especially like more leaders that are also stuck in a lot of operational work. Like I have so many meetings that I, I can't do the work that we talk about while I'm in the meetings. <laughs> so definitely don't try to add so much more. Just build it into your current process. Build it into the things that you're doing. Keep it simple. Just focus on those actions and those next steps to move things forward for sure.
Absolutely. We want to also be ready for any, and, and the reason why we want to keep it simple, keep it socialized, keep it documented, because things change. Maybe we will get a request from a business partner and, and we have to find a way to make something happen and work. But like I say, the cup is only one size. You can't overfill it. So at some point, we got to pour a little bit out, pour a little bit more back in. That will help us have those conversations as well. Right. And then, so that's yeah, keeping it simple. I mean, if something something reactive comes up, something big that might change your entire plan and your strategy, how are you handling that with teams when it comes to pivoting and all the work that they've put in already towards something uh, in a long term goal? Yeah, the why. That's where you, you know you built your trust in your brand with your team. That you always uh, I have three fra another three phrases in my I know I don't know I can't tell you, right? That's always going to always going to get an answer from me. So you stay ahead of it and you say, okay, well, here's what's happening. Because sometimes your team's going to know maybe before you, right? Because things are, they're, they're working with the team. They're taking customer calls. They're seeing, so you might hear it from them first. So the, the why of why we might be doing something, why we either have to pause, why we either have to reset, right? Hopefully not reset, but pause. Why we have to recalibrate, right? Why we may have to uh, realign the project because another goal comes in and it's other and, and we're in a business too right we're here to support you know our, our stakeholders so if there's a big opportunity merger and acquisition comes in okay and that happened all of a sudden now we've, we've merged with a new company because that was happening and i didn't even know about it right now all of a sudden we got this new brand coming in well what's more important is instead of establishing our second level of support uh, in our first project, as we had planned, right? We'll onboard those new BUs. Then we'll have to pause. We can't continue on part two of that. We have to onboard this new one again because it's important that we provide service to that BU because they have no support, right? We've, we've, so this becomes just sharing with the team. And then this is where we as leaders got to be thinking really far ahead for that situation. So it's then saying, hey, uh, listen, all the work we've already done allows us to do this work quicker because the system's set up in Zendesk, because the process is already there. This is just another product. We know how to support it. So this is actually easier. We've done the work and that's why I share with teams. And sometimes they don't realize and that's our job, how further down the road we're working on things than they're actually working on that day. So that's a real example of what happened. It's like, hey, we're gonna pause for about 30 days. Okay, that means yes. But what it means is we're bringing in another activity into the project. We're just rescoping it. It's Sure, call it scope creep, but it's scope creep we're going to allow because it's what the business needs. And we're here to support the business and the customers. And this is the best way to do it, right? I mean, so that's how, always with the why. Yeah, I love that. And, and I mean, what you talk about, like we're looking very far out. Maybe some people aren't looking as far out because they're what's very important to them and that priority is that day today and those immediate things. Uh, I had a leader uh, here within our organization as well who uses this analogy about being running a harbor. Like uh, the people who are really focused on the day-to-day, -day, they're just worried about the, you know, the first ship that comes in, just offloading it, getting everything out of it, getting everything there. And then you have people who are a little bit more future-looking. Maybe they're looking at, okay, we're going to have this boat. We're going to take care of this. The next one's going to come in. Let's prepare for that. Let's get starting. And the more senior you get, the, the further you start looking out. So, uh, hey, we're, I'm thinking about all the boats that are coming in today instead of just the ones that are now and next. And then us as senior leaders are looking at, okay, well, now I know all the boats that are planned to come in, but how can I get more boats to come in? Like This is the analogy that he uses all the time about kind of 
bringing your view and your horizon thinking up. One of the things that I think about with my team a lot is trying to look at that from their perspective. Because when you talk about what's the why, it's not necessarily what's the why that's overall that we believe is, is really, really, truly important. It is relaying that in a good and, and purposeful way, but also thinking about the why to them, because what's important to them might not be the same level of what's important to you. Uh, and really focusing on why it affects them and why we're going to do it as well. So I love that you relay specifically like the why is the most important thing because it's okay. <laughs> no, it absolutely is. And, and I, like I go back again, a great support team is a support team, you know, that can absorb change, you know, and, and communicate and be ready. And a phrase I use just in normal life is if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. So as us leaders, we have to see it that way. Like, okay, what's coming next? And that's another another shameless plug for support leaders. Uh, we have to be involved in the business, right? We have to be involved. We have to know what's happening in the business. So if we don't know the roadmap, the go-to-market, the marketing uh, changes that are coming down the pipe, either on the website, you know, uh, the way they're going to market, the personas they're going after, um, the development roadmap, Right, what's happening? Like you mentioned, a good point behind the scenes, under the hood of our technology. Because so often, and this is, uh, and this is what I'm on a mission on, is helping them as leaders stay ahead of that. Right? Because so often we're told, "Hey, next week." I don't know if you heard, Neil, but next week we're launching version two of this. It's going to be great. And you're like, "What? What, what version two? I, we just launched version one. What happened to version one point five? I thought we were doing." And it becomes so now we're playing catch up. And then because we're so passionate about it, we're like, okay, I got to make this happen. And now I got to work with the team. And, and then it becomes a crisis, right? And it's like, well, let's stay ahead of it. So shameless plug out there, leaders. Get that seat at the table, listen in the room, stay ahead of what's happening with the business so that you're able to pivot your team and share that why and, and stay ready so you, you don't actually have to get ready. Nice. I love it. I love it. You you mentioned it's your mission, right? To to really help leaders stay uh, ahead of the game and stay involved in the business. You you also launched your own now Rios Management as well, and you're doing a lot there with the Power Ninety series of helping people. Tell me about that. What 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 can people get out of that? You know, third third third. Thank you for thank you for asking about that, Neil. It's, it's passion of mine, purpose, right? Uh, third chapter of my career in like ninety seconds or less. Um, I found that you know my purpose and mission is to to help and empower those support leaders of today that are just getting started that are in transition right now the manager the director to help them own that seat at the table do better than i did do it more efficiently than i did learn faster than i did learn from my experience um because i'm i'm a big believer in the support leader and what we do what we're responsible for both from the people aspect of it as well as in the business and I've been fortunate enough to work in various industries, organizations, and seen all sides of it and know this is what we, we have to do to be heard and be ready, right? <laughs> to be heard, be ready, and then build the leaders of tomorrow. I know it, it sounds like a funny phrase, but um, that's why I like to say Coach Rios is build the leaders of tomorrow because at the end of the day, um, it's a tough job. It's a, it's a great job, though. Um, and then we have an opportunity to, to influence the business. I've had an opportunity to do that. And we also have a great opportunity and a privilege to influence people's careers, right? Customer service is a great uh, area to build career, find your path, find your purpose. Um, yeah, and after 25 years, what I found is that I just really love 
having conversations and supporting leaders with their work. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. And uh, yeah, from our conversations, the thing that I've learned, I can 10 out of 10, super recommend, definitely reach out. Uh, how, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, no, absolutely. LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn connections. And then, you know, riosmanagement.com. This is as easy as that. MGMT as well. Not even the long management, just eight <laughs> letters. R-I-O-S. Hey, keep it simple. <laughs> and I waited for that domain and I finally got it. So, hey. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, last time, usually I end this with asking one question, which is over the path of your career, what have you, what's one thing that you learned? Last time you gave that advice. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit, ask a different question. So my last question, wrap things up here for you. What's one thing that you're hoping to learn in the future? Oh, wow, so many things. Um, I want to learn to be, I want to learn to be a more engaging speaker on a stage, right? I love these conversations. Uh, maybe I get a little nervous though when I get it. And I've, I've given a few different speeches on stages before, a couple hundred people here and there. Um, I, I love it, I get it, but I get, I still am, I'm not great at it and I wanna get better at it. And that's something that I'm challenging myself on by going and talking to more folks, um, by candidly posting 10 second videos on LinkedIn now. I wanna get better at sharing my experiences out there in a more meaningful way where people are like, yes, I want to talk to that guy and learn from, from his errors and from his victories. So, yeah. Yeah. I and I want to be now you have your hold. strategy. <laughs> now you got to put an action, right? <laughs> there you go. Well, I guess I just signed up for something. So we'll have to talk about it later on in the year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. Neil, thank oh. you so much, man. Thank you. You as well. It's been a pleasure as always. I love talking to you and uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll speak soon. You too. Do good, everyone. Take care. Be well.